This is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to a Testimony Talk. On our Testimony Talks, we get a chance to hear from someone who has taken the steps and applied them to their own life. This gives us the opportunity to see how the program works and to gain hope that we might have similar experiences. Welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to have each and every one of you here with us for our testimony talk today. I have a very special guest with us. Uh, would, would you mind introducing yourself, please? Absolutely. My name is Matt. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I'm working through recovery for negative thinking, for self-doubt, for feelings of inadequacy, shame, guilt, uh, and a variety of other things. Right on. What's up, Matt? Good to have you here, man. Thank you, John. I appreciate the invite. Well, I appreciate you making the time, man. It's been an interesting process. I don't know if you guys are experiencing this at your CR, but just, you know, plans uh, seem to fall <laughs> at the last minute. There's restructure, replanning, all of those different types of things. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this, um, but, you know, last minute you you answered the call to, to come and share at our CR on Monday night. And it was amazing, man. It was, uh, I, I hadn't heard your story yet. Um, I know we got, got to connect. We got a chance to connect at your CR and, um, man, I'm just so, I'm always so encouraged by every testimony, but just super encouraged by your personal testimony and, and your willingness to, to be obedient. So thanks, man. I know you really blessed our CR. I appreciate that. I, I, I was happy to, to do that when you called it's, it's an incredible blessing to be able to share a testimony and, and, you know, as much as you're you're sharing the story that God did in your life and continues to do in your life, it's to, to be around other believers, other people that are going through the same process is a huge blessing for me as well. So I was, I was very happy to do it. And like you said, with everything being as uncertain as it is right now, I, I totally understand <laughs> when something comes up and then we got to kind of have each other's backs and then cover wherever we can. So I was happy to do it. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that you said that too. Just that's one, you know, one of the other blessings that not everybody sees about CR is um, we have this community, this this big family of people who, you know, are willing to show up, you know, maybe even not having conversations or any other relationship other than, hey, you're you're in CR. OK, well, I got your back. And yeah. that's that's a unique thing that not not everybody will experience. But but we get that blessing because of the ministry we're in. And, and that's just yeah incredible so um i'm super excited that you would get a chance to share a little bit uh, of your story for the folks that uh, either don't come to our meeting or missed and so um would you just kind of fill us in um you know let us know what kind of got you into celebrate recovery what what was your experience and uh you know what what has your life been like in the program Absolutely. Uh, my my recovery process actually started outside of CR, uh, coming from a background of of addiction to behaviors and and loving the fact of being able to hide things from other people. You know, it led me into a different path of of drug use, of alcohol use, pornography use, things like that. But ultimately, the thrill came from not 
being caught from being able to see whatever I could get away with. And so obviously that, that leads down a path of difficulty leads down a path of, of eventually you're going to have to to pay for what you're doing. And, and by God's grace, I did, he led me into recovery that, that was similar in process to CR, but unfortunately was missing the, the Christ centeredness of the program that we do. And Ultimately, that that led me once I, I went through the processes that I needed to go through and the recovery that I needed to go through for those particular struggles. Um, I, I had the opportunity to start the road, begin the road of a journey to start a CR program at Desert Hills Baptist Church here. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been a growing process as well. And again, as I share in my testimony, it's funny because. I, I took it on with the perspective of I was ready to lead. I was a good leader because of all of the things that I had gone through myself, the recovery that I had gone through. And as I began the, the process of Celebrate Recovery, God used it to open my eyes to the things that I continue to struggle with. And, and new things came out periodically in, in even the training process and, and the building of the ministry over the, the couple of months that we took, several months that we took to get things started. And, and that's been an incredible blessing to as, as you mentioned, John, the, the unique relationship that we get to have with people, the unique type of church that we get to do with the, that's built on honesty, that's built on vulnerability. And, and even though I thought I was ready for that, to, to say that I'm ready to lead a group, I still had to break down those walls of vulnerability for myself to be able to share things with the people that I was feeling called to help. And I thought I was just there to help. Ultimately, the whole process has helped me in my own personal growth, my own personal sanctification as well. And it continues to, it obviously hasn't stopped. It's I'm working the program with, with everybody else right now. So it's, it's been a, an amazing thing to see and to learn what celebrate recovery truly is when I didn't know before. Yeah. I love that, man. And um, you know, we say at RCR, whatever brings you through the doors is what opens the doors. And like this understanding that it's like, you know, whether you know, for me, I kind of, I was in recovery or I, I went through AA and actually mostly heroin anonymous was kind of the, the group that I was in. Um, so I had some time clean going into uh, celebrate recovery and it's like understanding no matter, you know, what brings me to celebrate recovery isn't, you know, ultimately what I'm going to be working on at Celebrate Recovery. You know, it's, it's a very mere symptom of, of uh, one of the many things that, you know, I'll be addressing inside of my life. And it's a journey that never stops. It's a journey um, that I welcome now, which was different in, in kind of, as you mentioned, non, uh, you know, Jesus-centric uh, recovery groups. You know, Celebrate Recovery gives me the opportunity to address anything in my life that keeps me from living out God's perfect will. And though I may struggle, I still have this community of people, as you said as well, that is just willing to be honest uh, about whatever it is. And um, I, that actually brings up something else I I wanted to to talk about something that you had shared in your testimony uh, in relation to being honest. And we kind of spoke uh, for a moment about this after the meeting. Um, was that you said something to the effect of you wouldn't deny that you had a problem. It was just that you would deny like the severeness of it. Was, is that kind of how you said it? Absolutely. Yeah. That was a process of denial that I had, I had rooted very, very deep. Um, the, the role that I was trying to play as a Christian 
and, and basically put out there for other people to see created a little bit of an atmosphere of, yeah, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've got a problem and, and that type of thing. And, and as the problem began to escalate, I, I came to understand that even more, but the entire time it was that idea that I, I had control over everything. And, and mm-hmm. you hear that with a lot of people that are struggling with a lot of different things. So I can quit at any time. I can stop at any time, but I, I never would have admitted at any point in that process that I, that the problem was something that was out of my control that I, I, I couldn't get on track with a, a little bit of, of choice being made. And, and so that denial was, was very, very powerful um, for years, many, many mm-hmm. years. And, and the honesty is what broke that down A difficult right. process. Oh, absolutely. And I can relate a hundred percent. And just this idea, like this delusion that I lived in that it was like, Oh, I'm being honest by just mm-hmm. telling a fraction of the truth. And that allowed me to, to stay inside my delusion that I was yes. in control and that, you know, I actually believed that things weren't as bad as they actually were. And I was actually speaking with some, some guys uh, at church the other day too. And it was what an insane transformation of life that I was trying to control the way people saw me and the way that I saw myself and I was trying to control this like idea of just, you know, everything around me. I wanted to, like you kind of mentioned this too, like the perception that, yes, I'm a sinner, but, you know, I, it, but, but I'm not going to share the extent of that allowed me to kind of, again, live in that delusion that I was in control. And uh, I was trying to kind of steer my life in a way um, that made it, made me feel like it was okay. Like whatever I was doing was, it was okay. And I was trying to convince everybody that, you know, it wasn't as bad as it actually was. And then, and that was in the the pits of my addiction. And the, the wild part is, is like this transformation on the flip side of it is like, now I'm trying to convince people like, Hey, I know you see me on Sunday. I know you see me on Monday, but like, Hey man, I am still struggling. Like I'm trying to convince people that I'm not as okay as they think that I am, you know? And, and it's wild that I was in an area of life where I was trying to convince myself and everybody around me, uh, you know, not telling the full truth. And it always got me into more trouble. Like I was trying to keep myself out of trouble by lying. And now it's just this rigorous honesty like, I just have to be honest about my faults. And then God does miracles in my life and in people around me. And it's like, how is that even possible? It, it doesn't even make sense, does it? Like, yeah. You make a great point, John, too, with what you said about us, us trying to uh, create the perception of ourselves to ourselves. That's, that's mm. another huge struggle. I mean, it's, it's what we put out there for other people, but taking that time to admit and, and acknowledge who you are is, is a huge part of the process as well. Um, you know, Galatians talks about a man thinking himself to be something and he is nothing. He <laughs> deceives himself. And it's true it, with any kind of behavior that we, we have and, and take, it's, it's not just what we put out there, but we're constantly trying to fool ourselves. And, mm. and that, that again is another huge step of denial that I think I, I know I had to go through or get out of, I should say. And, and so many others, do too. And I think that's why it's the first step. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, I think there, I mean, for me as well, um, 
I shared this a couple of weeks ago is like, I didn't really fully understand the grab. I felt the way I had felt and thought the way I had thought for so long. I thought it was normal. Right. And so like breaking down that, that understanding and that thinking, taking that first step saying, you know what, I'm just willing to, to address something allows me to then kind of break down those other barriers and those to, to deconstruct that delusion that, you know, I had constructed honestly over, you know, 15 plus years. So it's, you know, it's a process and um, I just, it's just an amazing process that obviously is it's, it's painful, you know, Uh, we can't, can't deny the fact that it's, it's, uh, it's painful, but it's, there's nothing else compared uh, that's, that's more worth it to, to do in my life anyways. And, and countless lives that that I've, I've gotten the opportunity to walk through with one of the other things that um, I wanted to bring up, because I actually uh, wasn't completely, I didn't understand, I guess, that you had gone through some other recovery before you came to CR. And one of the things that comes up a lot, I, I hear a lot of guys who kind of like bounce around from like anonymous groups and stuff. And, and they kind of like blame their lack of recovery on the fact that like there wasn't Jesus in it. And I do think that that's an important part, but I don't know. What was that experience like for, for you? Did, do you think that that was, I mean, I'll just speak from my own experience. I know that by the time I got to CR, God had conditioned my heart to be willing to look in the ways that that he was going to ask me to. And it was in a lot of those other rooms that I began to build that foundation. And I don't, I, what, what is your thoughts on that? Not that either way is right or wrong. I just, I think that this conversation does come up quite a bit at CR. Yeah, and definitely for my situation, I can speak into that a lot as part of the the facade that I had created for myself in, in living the two different lives. The, the, well, the one part of that life was based on a Christianity that you know, I had been saved when I was a young man, but I, I mm. walked far, far from God. But I had built up enough of a foundation where I could uh, walk the walk. I could put on the <laughs> face if needed. And so having to go through God guiding me into a recovery group that was not Christ-based, I think was, interestingly enough, very, very beneficial. Again, like you said, John, in in preparing my future and preparing my direction towards CR, because I couldn't go in there and walk that walk. Mm. Nobody was interested in hearing that. I couldn't go in there (laughs) and pretend to be something that I, I truly wasn't all of that was taken away and I was simply just there for exactly who I was. So it helped break down those walls of that, that facade that I had created for myself, um, which again, allowed me down the road years later going into celebrate recovery, allowed me to have a, a true stance on Christianity, a true stance because of my testimony and having gone through that, and, and there no longer was a need for a facade or a need to try to walk the walk. It, I, I had been broken and, and Christ had, had mm-hmm. built me back into a, an identity that was his. And, and obviously that continues to be a, a walk and, and a, a struggle in the process of any Christian. But no, I, I, to go back to what you said, I, I, I believe, truly believe God used that 100% as part of the plan because um, mm-hmm. it eliminated me to be able to be something, continue to be something that I was not. Wow. 
That's so powerful. I love that so much. Yeah. I, I think that that's, I, I, this is again, one of the beautiful things of having conversations with other people in, in recovery is like, wow. Yeah, totally. I could totally relate. And I didn't even know it. You know what I mean? I didn't even realize that that was a part of my story that you've just helped me uncover. And, and I, I just, thanks for that, man. That's, that's a really, really awesome perspective. You know, I, one of the things that I hear is, you know, oh, I had a bad experience at this meeting or that meeting, and it's just refreshing to be around Christ followers and, you know, that, you know, da, 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 da. And, and I constantly trying to, it's like, that's a lot of pressure, man, you know? <laughs> and, and I have to let those people know, like, hey, this is still a place with human beings in it. And you stick around long enough and we'll hurt your feelings too, you know? Yes, We're going to do yes. something wrong too, you know? Yes. And, um yeah, I think, you know, I will, I will always uh, recommend, you know, going to secular meetings. And one of the things that I wrestled with um, for me personally, you know, being a, a ministry leader, and I'm not sure if you experienced this, this too, is like, oh, I found my calling. I found my purpose. This is what I've always wanted to do. Christ-centered recovery. This is my job. And so like, this is, this is my place. I'm going to invest all of my time here. And, and through speaking with my sponsor and uh, through, people, my sponsees, leading my sponsees, and I'm telling them they need to go to meetings. Hey, find meetings, find meetings, find meetings, go to as many meetings as you can. Oh, there's not CRs in your area. Okay, well then find a different group, you know, find different groups. And then it was like, well, how come, you know, what's going on with you? You know, you go to other, oh, you know, I used to do that and da, 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 da. And, you know, God brings people to me here where I can, and it was like, whoa, I had this realization. Oh my goodness, man. Like God has given me a platform and a, and a space to be able to lead, but like the people ultimately who come to CR more than likely they're at some point where they're ready to talk about Jesus. Right. And right. I got to go to places where people aren't talking about Jesus, you yep. know? And if I'm really working the program, you know, us Christians, we can get in these holy huddles, right. You know, and it's like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm in this this Christ-centered recovery group, and this is where I feel comfortable and where I feel, you know, like I can talk freely and da 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 da, and all this. And that's great. I want that for every single person. But at the same time, we need we need to get out of those little comfort bubbles and get out there to. Who who am I going to share Jesus with at CR if I'm a participant? You know what I mean? More than likely, it ain't going to happen. You know, and so. Anyways, I I don't. I don't know how that got sidewinded, but <laughs> no, I agree with you, John. It's funny how we, you know, it, even in a CR group, oftentimes I found myself having a competitive uh, type mm. of, of spirit that I don't like, mm. you know, I, I, I'm not, not big on that idea, but, but when it comes to, to church, if somebody leaves your church and goes somewhere else, you know, it hurts your feelings. If somebody mm-hmm. leaves your CR group and goes to a different group, it, it hurts your feelings. And so we have that tendency but but I think that's where the the humility has got to come in in any capacity of leadership, and I, I have to constantly remind myself and, and pray for is is these the the people that God leads to my CR group are being led because they they need help. They don't need me. Right. They need help. Yeah. They need God. You know. They 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 can gain growth the same way I did, the same way you did, 
through God's path for them, not just mm. my little little CR group and, and my competitive <laughs> nature. So that's that's a, a difficulty for I think myself and I think for a lot of us probably. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's what I shared too. You know, uh, I struggle with drugs, alcohol, and pride. Man, it's just that pride creeps in, and and it's a weird thing. Uh, you know, I'm I'm grateful that I. I you know, we're in a place where I'm able to even address that, you know, I, I go to, I still go to, you know, other meetings and, you know, I don't go in there and say, hi, my name's John. I'm an alcoholic or, and a prideaholic, you know what I mean? That I just, (laughs) people would laugh or, you know, look at me weird and funny. And, and so, you know, this is, this is not to, obviously I'm super biased and I would never bash on CR. I love CR, but I'm, 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 I always heed caution to those who, who talk poorly about other meetings and, and there's personal experience where it's just like, man, I've found, I found my first family was, was in those meetings. You know what I mean? And yes. uh, shoot, man, God, God uses people there too. You know, some of the, the best advice, godly advice that I've gotten has come from people who weren't even believers because God can use anybody. Right. So Oh man. Wow. I love, that was not planned at all that. I love that conversation and uh, I'm super grateful for, for your insight on that. And, um, but we're in our conversation right now about step five at our group. And I would just love uh, to kind of hear your thoughts and your experiences with step five, which is of course, we admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. What, what's your thoughts on that one, man? Uh, I I had a gentleman in my group uh, early on that that gave such insight into this that I would love to to share. The way he spoke about it is he talked about, you know, any kind of a secret, any kind of a a sin, something that we're holding within. Once it's vocalized, once it's put out there and has actually spoken, it's strange because it loses its power. Mm. It's uh, once somebody else has heard what we what we're trying to hide so hard and and even what we're again going back to our self-perception what we're trying to hide from ourselves once those mm. words have been sp- spoken there there's the strength that it has over you diminishes a little bit and and mm. you know the verse that comes along with step five of confessing your sins to each other praying for each other you know it ends and that you may be healed mm. and and the truth behind that is so so powerful in, in my opinion because for myself, I was a liar. Mm. <laughs> for for lack of better words, I, I was a liar. I was lying to everybody I, and and lying to myself. And once in my testimony, I, I I mentioned something to the effect of it was interesting after the process began of recovery that I couldn't lie as well. The the <laughs> things that I had tried to hide didn't stay hidden like they had so so well before. And and as that starts to fall apart the tendency towards lying and covering things up and hiding things, the more step five is, is followed and practiced and, 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 you know, committed to uh, the more difficult those lies become, the more, the harder it is to, to try to hide things from other people. So step five is a, is an amazing part of the recovery process, but alongside that, it probably is one of the most difficult and, and when I, I've taught on step five, it's a different path for different people. I think some people struggle to admit to God. 
some people struggle more to admit to themselves and, and many struggle to admit to somebody else because then it, it gets very, very real, very fast. And, oh, yeah. and it's something that, that anybody going through recovery, myself included, has got to truly uh, dive into and, and, and jump and go and, and commit and, and let it work um, as difficult of a process as that truly is. Yeah. I think I agree with you, first of all. (laughs) Um, And I think that's wonderful. But um, one of the things I think that comes up a lot is this idea of, well, I've gotten honest with people in the past and I've gotten burned. You know, I I can't be honest with people because, you know, you know, insert, (laughs) you know, reasoning and, um, and so I think that there's there's a lot of kind of baggage that comes along with getting honest with people, right? And yeah. um, I know I've experienced it, you know what I mean? And uh, unfortunately, I'm sure um, I've probably let other people down in that way. You know, if it's a simple, you know, just being kind of uh, unexpected of what I was about to hear or, um, you know, I'm not, I'm an imperfect human. And so sometimes instead of listening, you know, I stick my foot in my mouth and you know, say something <laughs> stupid, you know, and, and that's just an unfortunate uh, reaction that just sometimes happens. I know that I've, I've felt really, you know, I get just bare my heart with somebody and, and it's minimized or, um, you know, they try to give me, you know, some Bible verse to, to comfort me. And it's like, dude, I, that is not, you know, it's just yes. not what I needed, not what I, you know, wanted or expected. And so I, I think just the idea is for me anyways, I've under came to understand that my dog's barking back there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we've got Christmas gifts showing up at our house. It must be the Amazon guy, <laughs> but um, is, I've had to find, I just, it doesn't, I've just had to find a spot in my heart where I, it's just somebody, you know, I, I've, there's times when I, I really trust my sponsor. And for the most part, I've always felt comfortable going to him and and sharing with him. But at some point in some times I I need, I haven't felt comfortable. And so I Mm -hmm. just needed to find somebody I felt comfortable with. And, um, you know, when I first got into recovery, uh, my drug counselor told me he's all, he, he's like, just go, uh, go to a bus stop and just start telling it to somebody at a bus stop. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just because there's, there's no, like that person, I'm not going to, I don't have any relationship there. You know, who do they know that I know and that they can share with? It's just kind of that process of, okay, I get it. We've all had bad experiences. Just find somebody and start yes. being honest. Cause like you said, and it's, it just takes away the, the power it has over me. Yep. And um, I share in our group too, of, of kind of like where this, this flipped for me um, when I was at a gas station here in my hometown um, and uh, I was getting gas and, and a gal uh, from my past approached me in the gas station parking lot and began to tell me about a party that was happening. She didn't know, you know, I was on the road to recovery. She just <laughs> began to, to share this with me and, and just because of, the the process of beginning to be honest with people it it was like involuntary that i just blurted out i can't drink with you i'm sorry i'm not you know it just <laughs> the honesty poured out and saved me when you know my flesh you know i still tempted my flesh is still tempted by you know the things that i've i've struggled with for so long but because 
that muscle has been, you know, worked out. I, it's, it's not, and and you said this, it's, it's so hard to, it's not that I, it's impossible, but it's harder to lie today because I practice being honest, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's, and then it's the way you phrase that was perfect, John, as far as that, that muscle being built and, and getting more use, it becomes easier with, with all of the processes, you know, once you, you dive into that, that first, inventory it's it's exceptionally difficult you're tearing open wounds that you don't want to don't want to deal with but once you get to the point where you're doing a daily inventory that process becomes natural it becomes something that you you look forward to as opposed to to fearing (laughs) that you originally did it's that's very well said well i think you see the fruits right yes you know honesty is just one of those things even if i have a bad experience with a person that's obedience, man. And yes. and God does not waste an obedience step. It's just, I've come to learn, you know, I, and again, not that it's impossible. You know? I, mean, right. I, still, I still make bad decisions and, and you know, bite my tongue, but um, just, I, I know for firsthand, it's not a concept. It is a concept that I've read in the Bible, but that's, that's only one part of it. I do it because I've seen it time and time again. Absolutely. If I can simply be honest with myself and, and with other people, God shows up and, and does for me what I couldn't do for myself. So, man, Absolutely. love the conversation. I could just see us going on for hours and hours about this stuff. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you back. But before we go, I just wanted to uh, I was wondering if you could just just send some encouragement to those who are maybe uh, just starting off. You know, what what, what do you want to share with, with the newcomers? And also, um, I hope there's some people who are listening who are unsure if celibate recovery is for them. And so what would you say to for, for each each one of them? You know, for somebody who, who's brand new to recovery, to celebrate recovery, um, the first thing I say is probably the thing that, that is the most obvious. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. There's no no part of it that's that's simple. There's no part of it that is is something that anybody can just skate through, but it comes down to a desire to, to take a step forward in your life. And as we've talked about um, throughout this conversation, it's a commitment to, to one step at a time. That's why it's designed that way. And, and you, the, the most important thing you can do if you're brand new is to continue to show up. Yeah. You don't have to feel the pressure to share every time. You don't have to feel the, the pressure that you're going to feel or you're going to be guilted if, if you don't follow something exactly how it's supposed to be. That's not the way the program is designed, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's, it took, usually it takes some time to get to the point where you want to recover and it's mm-hmm. going to take some time to go through the process of recovery and, and to jump in and expect instant results. Isn't going to work to jump in knowing that, that this is going to take some time. This is going to take some, some effort and it's going to be hard. It's going to be painful at times. It's going to be difficult. But as you said, John, it's, it's going to bear fruit and you're going to see those fruits as you continue down the path. And, and it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful journey. Nothing easy, but beautiful. Mm-hmm. And my, my encouragement to anybody new is just continue to show up. It will mm-hmm. become more natural, more organic. As far as people who, who are, are at that point where they're either thinking maybe this isn't for me, maybe something different, maybe I'm not ready same advice. I would encourage you to keep showing up and, and keep being honest with yourself. Uh, uh, replace any denial that you've got in your life that, that you're aware of, that you, you know you're aware of. Replace that with pure honesty. 
and, and start with God, start with yourself and, and move to another person, but continue to, to go down the road. You're going to have nights at CR. I still, even, even in the, the ministry leader capacity, I still have nights at CR where I'm discouraged maybe with how, how the meeting went. I'm discouraged with, with my mindset, maybe going in and in my preparation, but I continue to show up and, and, mm. And not just from the capacity of, of showing up for myself, but I show up for others and, and understand for those that continue to, to, to attend and, and are trying to figure it out. Understand you attending has an impact on other people as well. You got a group full of people that, that have been through different aspects of recovery or in different places in their recovery. And we are all there as an encouragement, a newcomer is an encouragement, a, a longtime attender is an encouragement, a ministry leader is an encouragement. And, and sometimes, you know, doing that for somebody else is, is enough of a motivator to keep coming. And so I, I, I guess my advice is to look at all aspects and do your best to show up to every meeting that you possibly can and, mm. and understand it's not going to be easy. Mm. That's so good, man. Couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Matt, you guys is uh, CR is, is still up and running, correct? Yeah, yeah, we're still meeting in person uh, Thursday nights at six thirty at the church out here in Buckeye. Desert Hills Baptist Church Thursday nights at six thirty. Yes, sir. Sweet. So, guys, go ahead and check him out. Go and spend some time over there with them. I know you will be in good hands. And uh, Matt, dude, praise God! I'm so encouraged by you and and your walk with him and what you're doing out there at Desert Hills and. God bless you in this holiday season and, and your ministry and your family. And uh, just just can't wait till we can do something like this again. Oh, I appreciate it, John. Thank you so much for inviting me to your meeting, inviting me on here. It's truly a blessing, man. I, I think the world of you, brother. I appreciate you. Mm, thank you. Thank you for listening to A Testimony Talk. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you would talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your own community. If you are struggling to find community and people to talk with, then please send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org and I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery. Nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.